Well, it's always <clears throat> good to be back at Spirit of Life to see a lot of familiar faces and just a lot of memories at this parish. I love this parish very, very much. I also want to thank Father Todd and Father Catermas for giving me the uh, <clears throat> opportunity to, to preach today. I don't want to, you know, I'm the vocation director. I'm now also uh, the parochial administrator of St. Joe's. Uh, apparently the, the bishop need, thinks I need to work for the title of pastor. I don't get that yet. But I'm also the vocation director. And I want to preach to you on vocations, but not directly. What I want to preach on more specifically is Catholic education. So I asked Father Todd if he would let me have these masses today. And he said, okay. And as I was praying <clears throat> through this feast of the baptism, I was brought back to the rite of baptism. In the rite of baptism, there's a, first a question that's given to parents, and then after that, a duty. So the question is this. I want you to listen. All of you have heard this. Either you heard this because your parents and you answered on behalf of your children, or your parents asked to be on behalf of you. And if you're not baptized, you should be. So anyway, here we go. You have asked to have your child baptized. In doing so, you are accepting the responsibility of training her or him in the practice of the faith. It will be your duty to bring them up, to keep God's commandments as Christ taught us by loving God and our neighbor. Do you clearly understand what you are undertaking? And the parents immediately say, I do, without really listening to this Little question. And I love it because as soon as they say, I do, I say, good. So if your kid's messed up later on, it's your fault, not mine. Because <clears throat> that's true. It's your duty. It's your duty to make sure that they are brought up in the faith. The church, is, the church will assist you in that. But it's primarily your duty. A little bit later on, it says this. Dear parents and godparents, you have come here to present this child for baptism. By water and the Holy Spirit, they are to receive new life from God who is love. <clears throat> On your part, you must make it your constant care to bring them up in the practice of the faith. Your constant care to bring them up in the practice of the faith. These are serious words. Both the question and what you've been charged with. Baptism is not just a fun little thing that we do. It's a place where a grace is planted. A sacrament is planted. An indelible mark is planted in the heart of your child. But if you don't nurture it, if you don't make it your constant care, that flame will go out. The task entrusted to parents, the single greatest task, is bringing their kids up in the practice of the faith. But of all the questions in the baptismal rite, the million-dollar question, I think, is do you clearly understand what you are undertaking? And from my experience as a priest, I can only surmise that we have a church, we as a church have done a rather pathetic job preparing parents as to what it means to say yes to that question. To answer yes to that question means that parents are going to strive to teach their children how to pray every day. It means that parents are going to model for their children in their marriage mercy and love. It means that parents are going to teach their children that life is a gift and that marriage is sacred and between one man and one woman. 
It means parents are going to teach their kids the faith in all aspects. It means the parents are going to teach their children what is right and wrong according to Christ and His church. And finally, it means the parents are going to take their kids to Mass and frequent the sacrament of confession. So, at the end of all that, my question to you is, how's it going? How's it going? Good. Kids are doing good. If we don't nurture this gift of baptism, we'll lose it. We nurture so many things. We worship, we nurture sports. Think about the time and the effort that goes into sports. Friendships we nurture, which is a good. But friendships get in the way when all of a sudden it comes time for the child where they need to go to school and their friends determine that. It bothers me when parents say, my child will decide where they go to school. No! That's ridiculous. That kid has no idea where to go. You're the parent. You're charged with the constant care. We nurture hobbies. We nurture academics. We nurture all these things. And in the end, for what? I think about sports like I'm a sports fanatic. I love sports. I played sports all the way through college. What did it do for me? My eternal life. Nothing. All I got to show for it is bad ankles, bad knees. If anything, it made me into an arrogant son of a gun because I was good. <clears throat> I would argue that one of the best ways you can make the promise that you made at baptism come to fruition, not the only way, and not the primary way. The primary way is in your marriage and in your family. But one of the best ways that you can help that is Catholic education. Teenagers and children need to be instructed. The world we live in right now, it's crazy. You know that. I know that. What are we doing to fix it? An hour a week at CCD or confirmation? That's a joke. That is a joke. Trust me, I teach these kids. If I'm not like doing backflips on Wednesday night and walking on the ceiling, throwing stuff at the kids and screaming, they're zoned out. They don't want to be there. And they don't know anything. I tell them, I say, all right, open up to the Gospel of John. Half of them are in the Old Testament. We cannot compete with the culture with one hour a week. We can't. The stakes are just too high. It's too dangerous. My dear parents, your children, on average, now I'm not saying everybody, this is the average, on average are spending three hours a day screen time. Three hours a day immersed in the liberal culture of the world looking at reading being influenced by what most christian parents would be opposed to from materialism to the craziness of social media to the addictions of pornography you name it it's at their fingertips 
And what are we doing to counteract this? I want to give you just a quick example of how dangerous this culture is. I heard this story from Father Mike Schmidt's uh, priest out in Duluth. He told me that there was a priest, in the, or a, a man in the Fujian province of China, where religion is outlawed. And he was in charge of the underground church. He eventually got caught. They shocked him and burned him with a makeshift cattle prod for 30 straight days. Trying to get him to break. All he had to do was say where the priest was. That's it. And he wouldn't break. And after 30 days, they released him. And he immediately got his visa and came to America. He started working. He was amazed at the religious freedom. Churches open. Sunday Mass. Eucharistic adoration. He was drinking it in. And he kept getting promoted at his work because he, he had nothing to lose. He was working so hard. And day by day by day by day, he began to give up this and give up that and give up this. And after three years, the man was not practicing his faith. What communist China couldn't do to this man, our culture did without even trying. Our children need a place where they can daily, daily be encouraged to live the gospel. Education is not solely for the transmission of knowledge. Cardinal Newman once famously said, education done just through the communication of knowledge does not necessarily make good children. It can very easily make smart devils instead of stupid ones. We must form the whole person. It is not just data. It's mind and body and soul. In our public school system here in Bismarck, Mandan, it's okay. It's okay. I have heard the narrative in our city that we have this great public school system, and that's why the Catholic schools aren't doing well. <clears throat> it's not a good public school system. Are there good teachers? Yes. Are there people that care about the children? Yes. Do they convey knowledge? Yes, maybe. I don't know. But you know what they don't convey? The gospel. And that's everything. For everyone in this church, that should be everything. That should be the point where everything hangs on the edge of a knife. I teach confirmation kids. I teach high school kids over at St. Joe's. They talk to me about the junior high here, about the high school here. It's not good. And if I'm a parent and I am charged with the duty of the constant care of my child, I am going to do everything in my power to make sure they have the best education and that they learn about Jesus and not one hour a week. One of the beauties of St. Joseph's School is we have small class sizes. So your child gets the utmost attention. We have the gift of an outstanding faculty. We consider it an honor to work with you. To form your child. And don't think that you can just say, oh, I'll send my kid to Catholic education. Done. No. No, 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 no. We're meant to work with you. You are the primary educators. We enforce and reinforce the beauty of the faith. My friends, it is just too dangerous. And I'm not just talking about grade school. If you invest in Catholic education at the grade school level, why at the most formative years would you send them somewhere else? We have the opportunity in the Bismarck Mandan area to go pre-K through doctorate Catholic education. I'm not sure there's a whole lot of places 
cities where you can do that. And it's good, solid education. It's not crazy, weird, not Catholic, Catholic schools. (laughs) We know what I'm talking about. Georgetown, Notre Dame, those kinds of places. Why would we not take advantage of it? I'm begging you. I am begging you. And here's, for the record, I'm not saying that the Catholic education system is perfect. You know, there's idiots there too, I know. I taught them. (laughs) But you know what? You know what they get? They get one-on-one time with people that love their faith. They get all the tools they need to become good. I can't promise your kids will be good if you send them, but I can promise you that we will give them everything they need to be saints. I'm begging you to consider the opportunity we have at Christ the King, at St. Mary's High School, at St. Joseph's. What a gift. What a gift. If you have children, send them. If you don't, maybe you can pay for a child who can't afford it. You can pray for our mission. You can encourage your grandchildren. You can even pay for your grandchildren to go. You know, I'm amazed. I was, last night, I was preparing for Mass, because I, I have all the Masses here. I was preparing for Mass in the best way I know how. I was watching the NFL playoffs. And as I was watching the NFL playoffs, I was amazed. I was shocked at the power of the crowd. The crowd, when they cheer, I mean... They were, Kansas City, you know, had, they lost a few things, and all of a sudden this big lineman sacks the quarterback, and he gets up, and what does he do? He's throwing his hands in the air. He's like, get up. It was so loud. And then they just started plowing over the Colts. The crowd is the game changer. One year when I was in Rome, they had a soccer game, and because there was so much violence the game before, no crowd was allowed at the game. It was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. There's no way cheering for anything. I feel like I'm up here and I'm saying, let's go. Turn. Get loud. You guys are game changers. You'd switch the narrative in the community saying, no, Catholic education is necessary. We need to be careful and watch out for our kids. That's where it happens. We're here to assist you. We're here to help, to serve in whatever way we can. And I will turn no one away. I have heard the Bismarck School saying, nobody is turned away. I make that same promise to all of you. Is that crazy? Yeah. Does my finance council think I'm stupid? Yeah. Do I know where the money's going to come from? No. That's called Christian faith. That we trust that Jesus, if we go big, Jesus is going to be there with us. But most of all, parents, I just ask you to consider it. Prayerfully consider it. We had a brochure we recently made. They're in the bulletins. Look through it. Read through it. See what's offered. Know the gift we have over at that school. We are ready to serve. Finally, I ask for your prayers. Pray for all Catholic families in the Mandan area. Pray that parents will strive to be not only the first, but the best of teachers of the faith. And more importantly, that they will take very seriously the task of educating their children in the faith, just as they promised.